Hello, and welcome to Listen to the Leaders, a Happy Podcast. I'm Tom Brana, editor of Happy. With me today is Ken Moranis, president of the Independent Cosmetic Manufacturers and Distributors. ICMAD is a nonprofit trade association supporting creative, innovative companies from startups to established multinational businesses of all sizes. ICMAD's goal is to help its members succeed in the rapidly changing, highly competitive global cosmetics and personal care industry. Since 1974, ICMAD has provided essential guidance and support through business tools, publications, education, networking opportunities, and key advocacy support. Hi, Ken. Thanks for joining me today. Thanks for the invitation, Tom. We're we're very happy to be here. That's great. Um, Firstly, how is the ICMAD staff doing during the uh, pandemic? Well, fortunately, everybody is working from home, and we're going full bore planning our next year. We're planning weekly webinars to help our members. We're we're going to be beginning our membership drive, and we're taking this opportunity to uh, re- um, refurbish our internal library. So there's a lot going on. Oh, that's that's great because there's, there's so much downtime with everybody working from home right now. Um, I know that ICMAD represents the unique ne- needs of the independent companies in the beauty industry. How are your ha- uh, members handling the, the crisis right now? Uh, there's a lot of pain out there. And when we get a chance, to, we've done a couple of surveys. And when I get a chance to give you some of the information from those surveys, you'll see how it's been going. And for a lot of folks, it, it's not too good. You mentioned that um, you know, you're working on webinars uh, for the new year. Can you talk a little bit about what some of the support tools uh, you're going to be offering your members now and in the future? Yes. Right now, it, it, for about a month and a half, we've been giving – We started twice a week webinars, but now we're doing once a week webinars covering everything from the status of the supply chain to financing to um, employee health benefits to any aspect relating to how a company can can deal with the the current crisis we've put into a webinar. Our webinars format is usually we get two subject experts to give basic presentations, and then we open the the webinar uh, for all the um, participants to comment or ask questions. So we're actually having one next week, uh, the 30th, and this one is going to be about employment and employee benefits during COVID-19 and beyond. These webinars are designed to be bottom-up and practical. You know, I've seen a lot of webinars. There's webinars every 10 minutes now, if you, if you look around. And what we're trying to do is really provide our members with actionable, practical information. So not only do we uh, try and qualify the status of the the issue uh, as it is as it appears today, but we also work very hard in trying to provide practical. Uh, recommendations so that our members may have some options as to how they might approach some of the difficulties. So, so far we're getting really good attendance and uh, good comments back. So we're going to keep this going as long as it takes. You mentioned um, a little bit about you did a webinar on supply chains. 
Mm-hmm. Can you comment at all on, on as the supply chain gotten better as the um, pandemic has increased in length? It's actually changed. So um, towards the toward, during March, which would you know in this fast moving situation we have uh, uh, in March, people were concerned about getting shipments, paying for their shipments. Um, if anyone was working in the area and needing materials that related in any way to a hand sanitizer, those were very hard to come by. Uh, air freight charges are, are just gone through the roof. And so early on, people were more concerned about getting just the basic stock to keep going. But joined with that is the reduction in orders uh, from retailers and their customers, and so the brand's customers. So in fact, there, the, the whole supply chain is kind of backed up from the front end, which is where people have stopped purchasing, all the stores are closed. So until that opens, uh, it's sort of like a, a freeway with, a, with an accident in it, holding up traffic. I see. Um, and you mentioned earlier about the, the survey of your membership. Um, can you talk a little bit about what's, what the results were and any sure. responses that surprised you? Yeah, and some of it. We did two surveys, actually. And the first one was in March when this thing started going. And during that time, we used the, the kinds of things I just mentioned. A lot of people had had orders canceled. They were having some difficulty getting uh, raw materials, packaging components, but, and, and they were worried about making their payments since they were in between the supply chain, the suppliers, and the retailers. Retailers weren't necessarily paying uh, the brands, and the brands were therefore kind of strapped to pay the, the, um, their suppliers. So a month later, uh, we did another survey, and this was just a couple of weeks ago in April, and uh, the, the, the results aren't really great. Uh, 40% uh, report, 40% of the respondents, and we had 80 respondents report greater than 50% uh, revenue loss. So 40% have lost half their revenue. Um, 25% of those uh, of the respondents report even higher 75% revenue loss, so they're really in trouble. Um, Of the 80 people, um, only 12% have enough cash on hand to last beyond six months. And of the people who are there, 50% of those who responded won't be able to keep their doors open beyond 90 days. So we're looking at, at, at a, a terrible situation in our industry, and uh, we're trying to think of every way we can to support these companies. Clearly there's a cash crunch. Clearly there's a loss in, in, in sales and revenue and so this industry more than as much as a lot of others i'm sure is really going to be dependent on whatever kind of support they can get yeah and i and it's widespread i mean i've been talking to other uh parts of the supply chain and suppliers are talking about you know business being down 30 percent at least this mm-hmm. year and uh you know some of them even said that they don't expect um to get back to pre-coronavirus uh, levels 
for at least a couple of years. So it, it, yeah, it's I'm afraid it's that kind of time frame. What what impact, you know, switching gears a little bit, what impact um, will the CARES Act have on your membership? Well, I'm glad you asked because uh, of those respondents, over 50% applied for some form of state or federal aid, PPP, uh, the other loan, and even local uh, support. And to date, almost none of them have received anything. So from the point of view of the of the the folks on the front lines uh, in the companies, the PPP Act, the the CARES Act has been a, a, a just a, a big zero for them. False hope. Mm-hmm. And I know they're they're talking about um, refunding it at at this point, right? I think Congress. Yeah, pretty close. So hopefully, some of that money will get to uh, ICMAD members. Soon. I hope so. I think one of the issues was the way the money was directed through the banks, and because of that mechanism, that put kind of a a, a rock in the stream, and so it either held up people's applications, or in some cases the banks were uh, taking the money they got and applying them to people's delinquent accounts and stuff. So. Uh, hopefully there's a better mechanism that's going to be in place for the next round. And, of course, um, the CARES Act means more than um, dispersing money. It also has an impact on uh, sunscreen regulation. Can you talk a little bit about that? Yeah, that that was kind of interesting, the way that got slot, uh, uh, put in there. And, in fact, it kind of locks down the OTC program, uh, and particularly with sunscreens, it locks it down to an earlier point, uh, before the uh, the safety issues relating, the so-called safety issues relating to the uh, chemical absorbers were kind of put um, out in front by the FDA. So we're left with a very interesting situation where the, the, the regulation, the OTC uh, monograph, uh, contains the ability to use all those um, uh, ingredients, those chemical absorbers, which are which are very very important in the formulations for for providing adequate protection at high levels, uh, it, that the the question of whether they're category one, meaning safe and effective, or category three in the monograph, which is not necessarily safe or effective because of the recently raised uh, safety concerns by uh, FDA. I think that whole thing still has to be resolved somehow, even though this this act got did get passed. So it, it's not really a clear path. I, I think there's some resolution that's going to have to happen once we all get past the virus. Do you have any idea when some of that resolution is going to take place? Well, I know that before, uh, the FDA was going to come out with an announcement in December, in November because they, they have been reading all the comments that were put in uh, regarding the monograph when we were talking about it late last year, uh, earlier this year. I haven't heard anything, whether that's heard if that's been postponed or moved. Uh, I'm sure the FDA is engaged, in, in especially... Uh, the drug division, which is where the the sunscreens live, 
uh, I, I imagine they're actively engaged in a lot of other stuff, so I'm not sure sunscreens are going to be front and center. But the real answer is I don't know uh, if the November date is still in place. Right. I guess uh, the FDA is, is a little bit preoccupied right now. Yeah, with they're busy. Treatment. So. Rightfully so. Hear anything yeah. for a while. Um, and then one last question: What actions um, do you think need to be taken to ensure that independent business owners get back on track once shelter-in-place orders are lifted? Well, in fact, a lot of them, uh, and we've had webinars to this effect, are now planning um, to try and understand what the world is going to look like uh, post-COVID, at least immediately post-COVID and, and thereon. Some We had a webinar yesterday provided by NPD talking about what the new new normal is going to look like and and the pathway back to uh, the new normal, and a lot of it has to do with will brick-and-mortar stores be there? Will people be looking online? Uh, the NPD um, information showed that skin care hasn't dropped uh, significantly, has dropped. All the, all the areas have, have dropped, but hair care and skin care have maintained themselves far better than color cosmetics and fragrance, which are really in the dumps. So how the world looks when people get back to business uh, and what kinds of products consumers are going to be looking for is, is being thought of very carefully now uh, in this kind of hiatus. And the companies that can pull it together and have a good idea of what uh, the world is going to look like um, and what the customers are going to need and what kind of claims they're going to need to to make and support uh, will help them be better ready to come back that rather than a, a company that's just uh, dormant right now. So the planning is going on even as we speak. Well, that's good news at least that uh, skin and hair care are, are maintaining rather than uh, losing Somewhere, share of yeah. color cosmetics. And yeah. those... Those webinars are available at icmad.org, right? That's correct, and they're open to everybody. Uh, we we decided early on that, you know, we're here for the industry. The industry's been good to all of us, and and in that in that sense, we want to give back as much as possible. So when we get experts uh, providing opinions, providing information, we really want to get the word out there as much as possible to help those companies our members and, and others with, um, with trying to survive and thrive uh, once this is all done. Well, you're doing a great job. And, Ken, thanks again for uh, joining me today. Thank you, Tom. I appreciate it. And uh, I hope you stay well and stay home. Thanks. You too. You've been listening to Happy's new podcast, Listen to the Leaders. Listen to more podcasts on our website, happy.com or on Apple Podcasts.